the good, the bad, and the crazy with Emma. I struggled a lot with figuring out what to talk about today since it is my first episode, which I am, by the way, very excited and not gonna lie, a little nervous about this. So I'm just going to start with a little bit about myself because I feel like that's just the easiest thing to do. I am 23 and I am currently in the radio broadcasting program, which I am finishing graduating in April and I'm super excited to finally get a start in my life. That's literally, that's how I've been feeling lately. Like, At 23, I feel like it's so hard to not compare to yourself, to your friends or to other 23-year-olds that already have a job and that already are living alone and not with roommates or whatever the case may be. It's so hard not to compare yourself to that and think that like your life is just falling behind because honestly, I feel like my life hasn't gone anywhere. If I'm being completely honest, my life, I feel like I am just totally stuck. However, soon that will not be the case and I am super pumped, super excited, looking forward to it, honestly. I just, I don't know how I'm going to be able to work for the next, oh gosh, I don't even know how long but I'm very excited to be able to work instead of going to school. Honestly, I think I think going to school and getting an education is so important, but I also think that it's so hard, especially when you're not living at home and when you're living away to go to school. I think that was the hardest part about my life, um, just transitioning everything, coming to London, coming here for school. It was very difficult. Because all of my friends back home, I'm from Ottawa, so all of my friends back home, they already were at school, finished school. A lot of my friends are nurses, a lot of them work for the government, and I'm here, 23, moving away to go to school. I feel like I'm starting my life all over again. It was really hard. But I have to admit, this literally probably was most definitely the best decision I have ever made. I am so happy I decided to move to London when I did. And I've said this countless times, especially to my mom. I'm My mom is one of my best friends. I'm very, very close with her and I'm so thankful for everything her and my dad have done for me. But I am so thankful that I moved when I did because I feel like when I did move, I had more perspective on life and more, I felt like I knew what I was kind of doing because I had been living at home for so long and I had already been able to balance school and work and my social life and going to the gym and all of those things that are so, so important in life. I think it's really important to be able to balance all of those and I feel like when I did move to London I already had that balance because I had already been going to school for three years previous to me moving here so I feel like when I did move here it was definitely the right decision so that was a little bit about myself kind of babbled honestly I'm really nervous I don't know how to feel this is so different it's so strange I'm used to you know, talking for 40 seconds on the radio and that's it or not talking at all. I prefer to be um, in the, what's it called? Behind the scenes aspect, I guess, especially when it comes to radio. So this is definitely different. I'm very excited to have all the support that I have been having. And I think that this is going to be interesting. So I wanted to do this podcast specifically because my life 
I've always said this to everyone. All my friends always agreed, especially in high school. But my life is very crazy. Like it says in the title, the good, the bad, and the crazy. My life is crazy, never stops. I feel like I'm always battling or tackling one obstacle after the other. It's always one thing after another. And I feel like I can't actually catch a break. So I've decided to share a podcast with you because there's no, my favorite thing in a whole entire world is when I'm driving or having an off day. I like to listen to podcasts because honestly, it's nice to hear someone else's perspective on life, especially when it's relatable. And when it's relatable, it's so much more like, it's such a breath of fresh air almost. Like you can actually just sit back and think like, okay, this doesn't actually happen to only me. It may feel like it and trust me, it it does. It really truly does. And I've always said when I was younger that my family could definitely, we could have our own um, reality TV show because the stuff that happens to us, it just feels like doesn't happen to anyone. It's ridiculous. It's always one after the other. I grew up in a very busy household. So when I was younger, I have three brothers and two of my brothers were in hockey. So we grew up in, in arenas basically. And we were always on the go, always, you know, up super, super early, especially on the weekend. And I'd like to think that it's a blessing and a curse. I'm so blessed and happy and thankful that my parents were able to do this, like put us in activities and stuff. But now I look at myself and I'm like, wow, like I always have to be busy. During the first lockdown um, last year, actually, because of COVID-19, as you may know, um, during the first lockdown, it was really hard for me to just sit back and do absolutely nothing. I went, I mean, all of us, we all did, uh, went from being busy all the time to all of the sudden, it just stopped. And I think that was the hardest thing, especially for me, because I was, you know, I was working whenever I could to get as, to raise, not raise, what's the word? To save (laughs) is the word, to save as much money as I possibly could, because obviously I everyone needs money to to being in school full-time and having to deal with assignments and people and having to balance out my social life it's a very difficult thing to do and then going from that always being busy to all of a sudden that stops that is incredibly hard and I almost felt like I literally had no motivation to do anything I went from being motivated to accomplish all of my goals, all of these things that I was looking to accomplish, you know, getting back into the gym, being healthy, active, to all of a sudden, I literally wanted to do nothing. The first, I would say, probably three weeks of quarantine were great. I was so motivated and it was wonderful because, again, I was... I was quarantined in London with one of my roommates and we were motivating each other. We went for walks every day. And if we didn't go for a walk, we would do um, a little workout together. And it was fun. We cooked healthy meals that kept us busy. But after a little while, I mean, that that gets boring. It gets really old. So I feel like it was really, really difficult. And I mean, a lot for a lot of us, for that matter. I mean, we all went from working, getting dressed, waking up at a reasonable hour 
going to work to all of a sudden not being able to see anyone and being locked in a house with alone or with your roommates, your family. A lot of people I know had to move back home because, you know, everyone was so afraid. I did end up moving back home, I think after about a month um, of being quarantined here with my roommate. We were both kind of getting... um, a little homesick to say the least. So we decided that we were going to move back home. So I drove the six and a half hours back to Ottawa, lived with my parents for about a month and a half. And then I moved back to London because that's when stores started to open again. So when, I mean, when they did open, it kind of sucked because it was nice not working and, you know, just sitting there and doing whatever I wanted to do whether that be go for a walk or sleep in all day or have a lazy day, whatever it was, it was nice to be able to do it. However, it was very nice being able to go back to work and seeing people and not feeling like, not feeling so isolated. And I think that a lot of people did feel isolated. So I think, you know, it was really hard. And I now after the second quarantine it was even hard. This one hit harder for me. It was definitely harder to be okay with being in quarantine, especially because like we were already in school and school never stopped for me. Like colleges in general, I think, or my college anyways, we kind of kept going all the time. So it was constantly like we were constantly busy and doing assignments and doing this and doing that. So I never really got a break other than Christmas. That's it. So it was it was definitely hard. However, I strongly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I think that the things that do happen shape you as a person. And I that's something I really do believe in. And so this this whole craziness that's been happening to us for it's crazy to think that it's been a year, but for the last year definitely has been shaping you and me and everyone around us I think it's funny I was listening to the radio the other day and one of the announcers on air was talking about a story about the things that people used to do before the pandemic that now if you would do you'd feel really disgusted with yourself and one of those things I was having this conversation with my mom the other day one of those things was sharing chapsticks and Especially when I was in high school. And when I was in high school, that was a huge thing. But sharing your chapstick with someone, that, like, you would see that as normal. A lot of people would see that as normal. Like, I would always go up to my friends and be all like, hey, like, do you have a chapstick I could borrow? Like, my lips are really dry. And I would just use it without thinking about it twice. But now, you, you, you think about stuff like that. And it's funny because my mom had mentioned how it, when she doesn't have sanitizer in the car she feels really dirty and like all you can think about is the germs that you could possibly have on your hand and it's so true because now like even like with grocery bags like if I don't bring my own I use the plastic ones I know I'm trying to be better but if I don't bring my own plastic bags you think about all those little things like yeah it may not cut like it may not cross your mind right away because they're plastic bags like no one else touches them but in reality the employee that puts them on a bag they're touching it And then the germs are already in the air. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of gross. Really made me think. And anyways, all that to say, really, that COVID-19 has definitely changed everyone, I feel. And it's just, 
it's so sad breaks my heart every time I think about it especially like the little kids at school like it just breaks my heart it's so hard for college and universities but I think for people in high school or elementary schools I think it's even harder if I'm being honest because the whole aspect of growing and learning is having that ability to socialize with with your classmates with your friends with your teachers like one of my favorite memories in high school was being able to go and talk to my teachers or I would constantly bake with one of my best friends I would bake with her and we would bring my teachers all these goodies that we baked that was my favorite part of it because we actually got to socialize with them and like talk to them and get to know them as people not just teachers but now those kids don't have that and it's so sad like it just breaks my heart However, I am very, very, very lucky that I've already graduated high school and I don't really have anything big. Like graduating college is is big, yes, but I'm I think I'm more looking forward to like getting out of school and finding a job that the thought of walking across a stage to receive my diploma isn't really exciting like it's exciting in its own way but it's not something that like I dream about or I really really want to do type of thing so yeah I think I think it's just been hard for everyone it's definitely been a very difficult year a lot of ups a lot of downs but I am very 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 hopeful very let's add another very that things will be kind of looking normal hopefully in the summer-ish or next year, January. The one thing that I had happened to me that really made me realize that COVID-19 was a thing and we were in um, quarantine 2.0. My birthday is January 6th. So for my birthday, obviously we couldn't have family over, which we normally do. Normally my mom would have like all of our family get together, we'd go to a restaurant of um, my choice, and then we would all, you know, get together, eat, have fun, laugh, whatever it is. But we couldn't do that. We Restaurants were closed. Everything was closed. So we ended up going to, it was really fun. And I, like my birthday was a lot of fun and I'm super happy about how it turned out. But we ended up going to this really cool place near my house in Ottawa. It was like a skating rink, but in like a forest like a skating trail almost it was really really neat super well done so we did that for a few hours and then we went back home and kind of hung out we we ordered sushi i love sushi but we ordered sushi for supper because that's what i wanted and then as a joke i had told my mom like oh like it would be fun to have like a family birthday parade like we did during quarantine 2.0 And I was totally joking. Like, I'm not that type of person. I don't really, like, as long as I'm with my family, like, I don't really care for that stuff. And I also don't really like being the center of attention. So anyways, my mom planned this um, birthday parade. And it was, I felt so embarrassed, but it was so much fun. I had um, some family members that came down, drove by, and they all decorated their cars. And one of my mom's best friend, he is literally one of the funniest people I know. He is like, his sense of humor is just so funny. And he 
taped balloons and decorations, not taped, zip tied balloons to his car. And it was hilarious because he also zip tied balloons to like my other family members' cars. So they, they were all looking for scissors to get them off. But it was so much fun. I had seen one of my cousins I hadn't seen in a long time because they like they actually have to be really really careful because one of their son is diabetic so anyways I hadn't seen them in a long time and it was just really nice but that was the moment that really hit me that I wasn't able to do anything for my birthday because COVID-19 was a thing I think that's when it actually like really hit me So, fun fact about me is I am a super shy person. I, before moving to London, or even before starting college in general, I've, I've always been a really shy person, but before that time of my life, before I started college, it was really, really bad. My mom had started introducing, like, the idea of going to college or university, whatever I chose, um, way before, like, I actually had to think about it. I think, like, grade, grade nine or grade ten was when my mom had started bringing me to open houses because she knew that I was really anxious and nervous and shy in general. So she would bring me, and I, I will never, ever, ever forget this moment. It was, how old was I? I think I was in grade 10, grade 11, maybe. She brought me to Algonquin College in Ottawa, and that day had been, it had been, like, really snowy, like, it was a huge snowstorm, and it was open house, so there wasn't really, like, any booked, like, schedules or whatever, or whatever. You could just kind of go in and walk around and talk to people, So we drove, we live about 45 minutes east of Ottawa in like this super small town. So to get anywhere, you have to drive. And Algonquin is a pretty far drive. Like on a good day, it takes me like maybe 50 minutes to get there. But because it'd been snowing, it took us about like an hour and a half at least to get to the college. We get there. And Emma had a beautiful panic attack. I was crying. I refused. And when I say refused, I mean refused to go in. My mom was so mad at me. So mad at me. And now that I like think about it, it's hilarious. I think it's actually so funny because like, what the heck? But anyways, so my mom was really mad at me and she tried to bribe me with everything. Like obviously a college has restaurants in them. So she tried to bribe me with food or drinks or whatever it was or like we'd go do something after I was not having it I did not care I did not want to go in I wasn't going in there was no way that I was going in so my mom had to go to the washroom and then she wanted Starbucks so she told me she's like okay Emma you can come in I'll go to the washroom and um you can get yourself anything you want at Starbucks and I was like okay fine like we're gonna go in go to the washroom and then we're coming straight back to the car like I am not walking in there alone like that's it that's all so we finally agreed to that. Um, no matter how much anger my mom was holding in that day, uh, it was, she's honestly such a good mom. I'm so lucky I have a mom like her. But so we went to Starbucks. I went, I got myself, I think it was like a cookie or something. I don't know why I wanted a cookie, but I went to Starbucks, got a cookie. I don't drink a lot of coffee. So anyways, got my treat, went back to the car and I think we drove back home. Honestly, I, 
So yeah, that story's to go to say that I am a very shy person. For my first, like, I think two, three weeks of college, my mom used to work, like, right down the, the road from the college. So I would text her and I would be all like, hey, mom, like, school's almost, like, my class is almost done. Can you come walk me? And I had all late classes. Plus, I started my first year of college with a broken foot. So I couldn't drive to school because it was my right foot. And there's no buses or anything that come near my house. So my mom had asked her boss if she could, and I all, all of my classes were night classes. So I think I started at like five and I wouldn't end until like nine. Whole first semester, it was brutal. But so my mom had asked her boss if she could work like start later. So I would go to work with my mom at like 12. And then when it was time for her to bring me to to school, she would bring me to school But for the first three weeks of school, now this is how shy and anxious I was. For the first three weeks of school, she, I refused to let her out of my sight. She walked me to every single one of my classes because I did not want to walk alone. Um, So yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't think, like, yes, it was definitely brutal. And thinking about it, I don't even understand. I don't even want to begin to start to understand how that made my mom feel or how much stress she was under first from having to start late because I couldn't drive to thinking about like oh my gosh is my daughter like okay she gonna have another panic attack like you know all these thoughts that a mom thinks of so anyways I am so thankful but now look at me and I always like my all my my whole entire family every like when I told them that I was coming to London to do radio they were really shocked and no one believed me that I was actually going to move to London no one believed that I was going to be in London until October and I say October because my mom I think after like three weeks she called me and she's like so um like how are you feeling about London just checking up on me and I full out told her like I love it I'm not coming back there's no way I'm coming back and she, she full out told me that she was expecting me to call her crying after three weeks telling her that I wanted to move back home. And I think that's so funny because that is a 100% something that I would do. I would want like totally be the person to call my mom and be like, hey, like come pick me up. I can't do this. I'm dropping out. Bye. And So yeah, anyways, I ended up loving London. No one believed me that I was going to move out. But now I have come out of my shell quite a lot. And I feel like it, it's definitely because I lived, I had to move and I didn't really have anyone to depend on anymore. Like before I had like my friends in Ottawa, my family in Ottawa, my mom, my dad, everyone. And then I moved to some place that I knew no one. I moved in a house with four girls, didn't know any of them. I met one of them super fast because she showed me around the house and that was it. So it was really stressful and I, I truly didn't have a choice but to depend on myself and to tell myself that it was going to be okay. So I think that that really helped me get out of my shell. And I mean, obviously being in radio, you kind of have to be out of your shell. So doing that really helped. Um, first year we started uh you know doing on-air shows on the radio stations at school that was really fun um definitely helped me get out of my shell and now I so 
how it works for my program is that in our second year, you, you, you're allowed to specialize in two things. So you can, um, do two things in for the first semester and then the second semester you can decide to stay in your two two things or you can decide to change them so I decided to go into production and sales production okay this behind the scenes no one really cares I mean obviously they care but like it's nothing special you're not talking to people you're not going out there putting yourself out there you're really truly behind the scenes and that's what I love about it but sales? Sales. Emma. Emma is in sales. <laughs> that to literally everyone, even myself, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? But I think it's so funny because I went from literally, and I remember talking to my teacher, having, it felt like a panic attack, telling him that I, there was no way, like over my dead body, was I calling a random person, telling them that I wanted to sell them advertising. No freaking way was I ever gonna do that and now we have an assignment due at the end of the semester and I'm full out like ready to call this random radio station in Yukon like I am so ready for this because you know like it's I've become used to it and I've I've grown in confidence my confidence has been really it's it's been really like how can I word this? Growing, shining. Like, I feel like I'm a complete different person than when I was five years. Oh my gosh, I've been in college for five years. For five years ago. Like, I'm a complete different person. And that's why I think it's so important for everyone to learn about yourself and to grow and to become the person that you actually want to become and that you see yourself as. And that was a huge reason why I decided that I did not want to be in Ottawa anymore. I felt almost stuck when I was there because like, I like the summer before I was moving, I worked three jobs and I felt like I had already known everyone, everything, like been there, done that type of thing. So I felt like I couldn't really, I couldn't really be the person I wanted to be in Ottawa. So here I am in London, Ontario in the radio program, calling random people, asking them to speak with them, over the phone, might I add. And to me, it's just that, like, that's incredible. It really, truly is. Like, people are incredible. Human beings can do so many cool things. And I think it's so underrated. Like, growing as a person, I think, is very, very underrated. And people don't necessarily talk about their stories. And I think that's that's a, another big reason why I kind of wanted to start this podcast because I can confidently say that I am not the same person that I was nearly as close as the same person that I was like four, five years ago. Like now that I look back and I think about it and I think about how I was and who I was and who I wanted to be, like I wanted to be a teacher. I love working with kids and I always have. I wanted to be a teacher and I completely changed my career path. So I wanted to be a teacher. And then when I was applying for school and trying to like actually thinking about school while I was choosing my courses for high school, I changed my career path and wanted to be um, an x-ray tech and ultrasound tech. And I wanted to do MRIs as well. And then when I was looking at the um, college books that they give you, like with all the programs and stuff, 
I remember looking at radio and highlighting it with a yellow marker. And I don't know why this day is so vivid in my memory, but I was sitting in a lawn chair in my driveway. Don't know why I was in my driveway. It was super random. But I was talking to my mom and I had highlighted in yellow. I just dropped my pen. But I had highlighted in yellow radio broadcasting. And then I thought to myself, no, like I really want to be in a health field. So I scratched off radio broadcasting and I applied for different programs, a huge variety of different programs. Um, And pre-health was one of them. Fitness and health promotion was another one. And then I also applied for ultrasound. No, not ultrasound. X-ray tech at Algonquin. And then I applied for different programs at different schools, but or the same programs at different schools. Um, And I got into pre-health. So that's what I took for my first year of college. I took pre-health sciences in hopes that it would help me get into um, x-ray technician, like that program. And I didn't get into that program. I did get into the fitness and health promotions program. And that's how I started coaching CrossFit. So I started CrossFit. My aunt got me like this whole package thing that a local CrossFit gym was doing. Um, she got me a package thing that I started in like 2016. So by this time it was like, what, 2018, I think. And I started, um, fitness and health promotion and it was, it was fun at first, but then the whole teacher strike happened and it was really, really hard. And, um, I decided to stop fitness and health promotion. And then I decided to restart the program and do it online. So I still had that freedom of um, being able to do different things, but, you know, still getting an education of what I wanted to do. So I wanted to, my ultimate goal for this program was to own my own um, personal training business or gym. I wanted to be in that field. So that's what I did. And that's how I started coaching CrossFit. I needed um, co-op hours. So I started helping at the CrossFit gym that I worked out at. And I helped out with the kids programs because that's, I, I love, I love kids. And I absolutely fell in love with the kiddos at the gym. So I, I, the gym owners had approached me. And they wanted to, um, they wanted me to get my certificates in CrossFit, the level one and CrossFit kids. So I did that and I started coaching and oh my gosh, I found so much love for it. I miss it so, so much. And if I could keep doing like that, like coaching CrossFit, but see, if I go back to coaching CrossFit, I'd only want to coach the kids. So if I do go back to coaching CrossFit, I mean, I do want to go back eventually. Anyways. So I wanted to do that. And then I got a student job in the government, which I took. And I remember two weeks, not even two weeks, like a week or a few days before my start date, they had contacted me and told me that I can't work unless I'm going back to school in September because it was a student job. So I was like, oh my gosh, I was panicking. So then I started applying for programs in Ottawa at Algonquin. And I um, applied for a bunch of just one-year programs because I wanted to be in and out. Like, that was my ultimate goal. And I told, 
I, just for fun, honestly, just for fun, I told my mom, it, okay, like, listen, I'm going to apply for radio broadcasting in London. If I get in, and I, it was a huge if, I'm moving. My mom kind of, like, giggled and was like, okay, whatever, like, uh, like, back of her mind, like, Emma is not moving. No way is Emma moving. And I, like, even I thought that, honestly. But I think, like, a week later, I found out I got in. I woke up to go to work the next day and I looked at my emails and it, I had the congratulations email from Fanshawe College and I was like, oh my gosh, I was so excited. So I ran downstairs so fast and my mom was in the shower and I started yelling. I was like, mom, mom, I got in, I got in. And she was like, what? Like she was so confused. It was so early in the morning too. I think it was like 5 40 or 6 a.m so I was so excited and she, I was she's like what and I was like I'm moving to London and she's like no you're not and I was like yeah she's like okay again didn't believe me and then early July we drove my mom and I drove up to London we looked in one day we looked at six different houses or apartments that I would be sharing with roommates um that were possibilities and yeah, that is how I ended up in the big old London, Ontario. And I've I've been in love with it since. So now, sitting here in my room, it's, what's the date today? March, first week of March. And I am applying for radio jobs. And I'm applying, like, I'm not even applying for jobs only near and around London. I'm applying for jobs out of the not country. That would be crazy. I would never be able to do out of the country. And I wish I would because that would be so cool. But I'm applying for jobs out of the province. Like Emma, little shy Emma, who whose mom had to walk her to class. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. But like what? I'm, I, I've applied for two jobs in BC. Like, no way would I ever think that I'd be applying for jobs in BC. And I mean, like, yeah, it's far. I can barely do six and a half hours away from my, my, my family. But BC is really cool. Like, imagine, I don't know. I keep thinking about BC and I think it's crazy, but I also think that it's, I think that it's cool that I have all these goals that I want to accomplish and I'm so proud of the person that I've become and the person that I'm excited to to better, I guess is the word. Like, I don't know, but I honestly don't really know how to explain it. Like, it's just, to me, it's craziness because looking back, like, if you would have ever asked me and when I was, I don't know, 16, if I would have ever moved out, no way. Like, I full out would have looked at you with a straight face and said, no, I am living here for the rest of my life. Like, I am going to be, not maybe living with my parents, but, like, living in a small town five minutes away from my parents. So, I don't know. Definitely, if if anyone would to ever come to me and ask me if they wanted to, if they wanted, if, if moving away was a good idea, I 100% would say yes. However, I would only say yes if they're ready because that's the thing like I I'm so happy I moved 
when I did be, and I've always said this because if if I would have moved my first year of college I guarantee you that I would have been back at my parents house like I wouldn't have been able to do it but now I genuinely felt prepared for it like I genuinely felt like I was excited to move and excited to be in a new place and meet new people that was a huge thing for me is I felt like I wasn't meeting any new people again I felt stuck so it's it's a great experience honestly moving out and I think that everyone should experience moving out and even if you do end up back at your parents house like I I was having this conversation with my my mom over um the Christmas break and she was we were talking like about the possibilities of what could happen like after I'm done school my lease is up and I told her I was like I don't want to come home and my mom told me Emma like if you end up back home it's okay I know it's okay but I don't want to end up back home and everyone is different so if you do want to end up back home then that's okay and if that's if that's what you want if that's what you're happy with by all means but I feel like I'm not done. I feel like it's it's gonna sound super cheesy, like really cheesy. So prepare your little ears. But I feel like I'm not done. Like I'm not done my journey away from home. And maybe, yes, maybe when I'm older or settled down or more settled down, like have a full-time permanent job with, as I like to call it, adult money and not just like student money. I feel like I think maybe then I would consider going back home and finding a job closer to my my parents, my family. But right now, no way, Jose. I am loving being away from home. I'm loving the independency. That was a big thing too, as I felt I feel so much more independent now than I ever did. And I think it's such a cool feeling, really. It's so cool to like, sit back and look at like who I was before moving and who I am now and just like simple things like so okay let me sit up straight here for instance when I first started CrossFit I kid you not I almost fainted because they put a barbell in front of me and I was too nervous to pick it up almost fainted literally pale pale face dizzy they had to sit me down and put ice on me so I wouldn't actually faint to literally deadlifting like what 200 and some pounds and then moving to a different place and now so I've been I joined a CrossFit gym last in September and I've been really anxious to like go because I don't know anyone so I've been going a bit here and there but only when I know who who's the coach because then I feel more comfortable knowing the person teaching me well this week I went at the beginning of the week at the same I went at 12 because there's this one coach that coaches I really really like him he's so good so I went at 12 because I knew it was him and then today I woke up and I was like you know what like I have appointments I have I I'm gonna be hanging out with people like I I'm gonna go early so I went at 9 30 and I looked on because you have to sign up for the classes so I looked and it said that there were seven people signed up so obviously my first instinct was uh yeah no thank you Emma's not going to this class I have never been I haven't been this proud of myself in a long time I bit my tongue 
okay? I signed up for the class, hoping that the numbers would go down. Because that happens often. Like, you'll sign up for a class. It'll say there's, like, I don't know, like, 10 people. And then you go back to look, and it'll have dropped for, like, 10 to, like, 5 people. Because people have things to do. Things change all the time. So, I bit my tongue, and I went. And when I had looked this morning, there were still seven people. And I wasn't actually going to go. Fun fact, I was going to change my time and go at 12. Because at 12, it said that there was only four people. And I knew the coach. Anyways, long story short, I went to the gym this morning at a different time than I normally do with people I have never seen or talked to. And... I, okay, so I'm really like, I'm intimidated easily, especially when it comes to the gym. But I went, I was so excited, so pumped, so proud of myself. And I think it's so important, again, to like, you know, push yourself out of your comfort zone, keeping it real here. Like I, it's so important to do stuff like that, that you know, will make you uncomfortable because if you don't, then how are you ever going to grow as a person? How you, how are you ever going to know? How are you, how are you ever going to know who your true self is if you're not willing to push, put yourself in uncomfortable situations and do things that you would normally not do? I think it's so important. And I even like, I'm still learning how to do that. And I think again, like it's so important to do that and to have people in your life who, who push you to be uncomfortable in situations and obviously like safely but like you know people who are there for you and who want you to grow and who are willing to be that rock for you so that was a lot of babble for my first episode but thank you for joining me I'm so excited to be doing this um every I'll be posting I think to begin I will be posting every two weeks so today and then in then in two weeks I'll be posting again I am still in school so it'll be a little difficult trying to manage all of that and it's hard because I mean COVID-19 is a thing what am I supposed to do there's nothing for anyone to do so anyways thank you for listening and I will see you in two weeks <laughs>